You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Ben Frost, your host here with Father Brandon Moravitz. We are broadcasting from the beautiful city of Virginia, Minnesota, here at Holy Spirit Catholic Church. And uh, Father, we're very blessed, aren't we, in this, this community of faith? And I'm just, I'm so moved by our guests. I'm so proud of the way that the Lord is working, that uh, the light is shining in the darkness. And it's easy to kind of despair amidst a lot of the things. You turn on the social media or the TV, it's easy to kind of get down a little bit. But it just... I don't know, it just makes you really proud to see the way God is moving, that there is examples of light and the darkness and hope and perseverance. And I, I'm just really uplifted by our guests today in these conversations. So Yeah, you know, in a couple, couple days ago, we had that gospel passage of blessed are those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. You know, and you think about that. Do we have eyes that see the work of God in the midst of all that we face? Do we have ears that can hear the voice of God? Blessed are those that can see. And 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 this simple little segment this morning is a reminder for us to look and to hear how God is working around us. And then when we begin to hear his voice and see him at work, he draws us in to serve and to, to, to love our neighbor and to bring the Lord out to others. But if all I do is I see and I hear all the darkness and disunity and the works of the evil one, all the division, we, we, can, we can lose hope and then we lose a sense of mission. We begin despairing and saying, oh, it's so big and such a big problem, I just quit. You know, And the only thing I can do is just post radical comments on social media <laughs> as opposed to like getting out and serving people. You know, And so I just, I mean, Benny, like, we need to see and we need to hear the Lord. Yeah. All right, and that's what I'm, I'm really encouraging people out there. Like today, if you're if you're listening, look for the work of the Lord in your lives. Maybe it's your baby screaming and yelling and you know making a mess of your house. God is in the midst of that. All right, maybe it's something frustrating going on in your office. God is in the midst of that. Maybe it's a phone call that someone gave you today, and you're just grateful. Thank God for that gift. I don't know what it is today that God is going to want to reveal to you, but you make sure you have the eyes and the ears to see him and to hear him at work in your life. And I think that for me and maybe for our listeners, like I think our experience validates that where I know like when I'm at Mass and I hear the Gospel readings and I receive the Eucharist, or I'm at home and I open the Scriptures and I read from the Psalms or the Gospels or whatever it is, like there's just... A peace that's there. There's grace that's there. But then, for example, last night I sat on the couch after dinner and I was just flipping through the news, uh, different websites for, for the news, and I felt just this weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, like, you know, we certainly need to be informed as Catholics. I'm not saying we just bury our heads in the sand. Like, we need to be informed. But there was just a sense of, like, spending a significant amount of time just going through, like, all the news, and it was like, my eyes and my ears were beginning to almost focus more on the brokenness of the world. And again, like we need to acknowledge like those realities, but there, there wasn't that peace just kind of mindlessly scrolling through all the media as when I'm in mass or when I'm spending time uh, in the scriptures or being intentional with like, you know, I'm going to play with my kids and there's like 
boy, that was actually really good. And I see like God in that. But I just, my own experience is I get so caught up in the noise of the world that it, in some ways it blocks my eyes and it blocks my ears. And I think for a lot of people, they might be experiencing that today. Yeah, you know, one of the things um, about being a priest is that canon law, as all of us priests, really demands us priests to take a retreat every year. That we take some time to get away out of the world and to really be still with the Lord. But I wish canon law also said that for every layperson. <laughs> you know, um, like all of you need to take some time to be with the Lord. Hmm. And maybe it's, it's a one night thing. Maybe it's a 24 hour thing. Maybe you can get away for a couple days. And it doesn't have to be a fancy retreat center. If you can do that, great. But find a way to get away and just detach a little bit from your situation. Because then you get a little better perspective. When we're into our day-to-day grind, we can lose sight of the perspective that we need to hear and to see the way God is working and all of that. I know, I know you and I are going off on a boundary water strip in August. We're gonna, I mean, when you came into my office and said that you're going to be able to get away for six, seven days from your wife and kids, I thought, whoa, Ben, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm so happy for you. Sure, it's exciting to go out and catch fish and, and have a good time and all these sorts of things, but I can't wait till we get in that canoe and we head up into the woods. There's a sort of retreat from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, I had a, an opportunity just to go up in the Boundary Waters just from like 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. We went up and we just did a little bit of fishing. And being away from all of the distractions and the chaos, I found myself just reflecting a little more deeply than I normally do. And, and, and again, just seeing the goodness of God working in our parish, working in my own life, working in my family's life. And, and I think stepping away in retreat, whether that's a few days on the lake in the Boundary Waters or at a retreat center or whatever it might be, my friends, we all need to do that. And so often I hear people say, well, I can't do it, I can't afford it, or it's too busy, or I can't get away from my kids, or da-da-da-da-da, and we make excuses. Friends, you've got to do it for your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health. We've got to get away. Um, and so, so, Ben, I can't wait till we get in that canoe and we start paddling up the Crooked Lake and we've got a whole group of guys. And there's a fraternal thing about yeah. that. But I think all of us as priests and as laymen, as husbands and dads and all these sort of things, it's a time to refresh our souls. And I guarantee you when we're done with those days, we'll come back with a different perspective. And sometimes I think we're a little uncomfortable with retreating and the quiet and like we've almost conditioned ourselves in the busyness and the noisiness of the world. I remember... Uh, Actually, right before my wife and I got married, we had a a great priest who did our uh, marriage prep. And he said, one of the things I want you both to do before your wedding day is to go. It was was only like a two-day, maybe two-and-a-half-day silent retreat. And I thought, this is great, and I'm going to be able to pray for my future wife and our marriage. But I will say that in the midst of the noisiness and the chaos, like the first like four or five, like six hours was such a challenge for me because I was so conditioned in the, my eyes and my ears that are meant to see and to hear were not conditioned to see and to hear the Lord in, in this quiet setting. But once I got into that rhythm and I was able to slow down and my soul was more able to open it to be docile to the, to the Holy Spirit, it was incredible what silence can do. It's incredible when you uh, break away from the noise and allow God to work. He truly does speak. And I think that's so hard uh, in our world today. And maybe for you, our listeners, you, you struggle with that too. Like, is it hard to just retreat and to spend time with the Lord? But it's necessary. And even to think that 
Jesus had to retreat. Jesus had to step back and to take, take time in quiet and silence before his Lord, before huge things in his public ministry. And if our Lord himself took that time to retreat uh, and to step back and to recharge and to refill, how much more do we need to say this is important for us to take some time to have the eyes and the ears to allow that relationship, that encounter with our Lord uh, to happen. But it's hard. It's a challenge. And especially now, like it's, there's just so much uh, at, at uh, vying for our attention these days. And so I know for me, like it's, it's a challenge and I, I desire it though, because you get those tastes of like what it's like. But then I wonder like, well, why don't I do it more? Why, why is it so hard to, to turn away from the chaos and the noise sometimes and just focus on the Lord? But it's, it's worth the work. It's hard, right? It's a challenge. Um, but we need to do it. We, ne- we need to take that time with the Lord. Friends, it's so great having you here with us at Real Presence Radio. We're live at Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I'm Father Brandon Moravitz, pastor of Holy Spirit Church in Marquette School, and here with Ben Frost, our director of evangelization and faith formation. And it's great to have you here today. We're talking a little bit about that need to, to retreat and find silent time. And, and Ben, it looks different for all of us. Um, obviously, as a priest, I live a, a celibate life. I live alone, and there's, there's joys and challenges that come with that sometimes like I get home and there's too much silence and I wish there were screaming kids but then I'm with your family and I'm like well it's nice to go home you know and but we all have different like moms out there that may have you know children they can't maybe get away for four-day yes. retreat like maybe I can as a priest and so you don't want to get overwhelmed with that but but you can get away for a 15-minute retreat even and and I, I think we have to find ways to make sure we're doing that you know and, and it's based on our state of life you know I mean Maybe someone's retired, they can do that a little bit more than an active mom or an active dad. But you have to work together and make sure you prioritize that and you don't let that slip to the wayside. Because you're going to be a better mom, a better wife, a better husband, a better dad, a better priest when we prioritize a little bit of that. And I, you know, you and Tisha, I often admire, you know, and you got your own challenges and struggles and kids and difficulties. But so often, you know, Tisha will be here and she'll be like, Ben gave me 20 minutes, so here I am at the church, you know, and, and, and just sit and pray. Or, and, and so you have to work as a team, and maybe it's just 15 minutes just to take a walk or catch your breath. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely necessary. And friends that are listening, I want you to be really honest with yourself. If you go sit for 15 minutes, what's going on inside of you? You'll know very fast if you're too busy and too loud. You know, if you sit for 15 minutes and you just can't sit for 15 minutes and you're anxious and crazy, that doesn't make you bad or wrong or anything. Like, you don't have to beat yourself up. But it is a reminder that if I can't sit and be still, I've got myself too busy. Um, Interiorly, there's too much noise. And you can't hear that voice of God, be still and know that I am God. Like, be still. And so we have to find ways to create that interior silence. And it's so difficult for all of us so many times whether you're a priest, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're like Rose who's eight years old or whether you're 108 years old, we are called to enter into the silence to hear the voice of the Lord. And I think too, again, we've used this word a couple times today, but that intentionality. And I am so blessed uh, with my wife, Tisha. Like, and I, I just, she is so good at trying to be intentional and that, and that reality again if many of you that are listening maybe you have families and and you realize that like us like literally it is chaos from the time you get up until nine o'clock at night and you basically you've got that last whatever it is half hour hour 
And this last week, I just, I really admire my wife. And she said, you know what? We've got this, this last hour or whatever. She's, and she took out uh, C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters. And she's like, I think we should read just one chapter at a time, because that's about all we can get through. And uh, maybe have a, a glass of wine and just talk through like that chapter. And it's like, you have to kind of fight for those moments a little bit. And there's this reality of, there, we're very busy. We have a lot of kids right now. But in that moment, she was very intentional to say, you know, for our faith, for our marriage, for our family, for our kids, let's take some time with the Lord and we're going to go through a book together and have some conversation. She also, the previous week, signed us up. There was an online, um, you know, because we can't do things as much uh, in public anymore, but there's basically a bunch of these married couples that online signed up for a night retreat where it was like an hour long. And there was a facilitating married couple and they just had some great reflection questions and we talked about our marriage and our family and what's the mission of our family. And, and just that, again, it was one hour. It's about all we could do. But the fruit that came from that was great. Now, we could have been that last hour sitting on Facebook or watching the news or watching sports or playing a video game or whatever. You could do whatever, X, Y, or Z. But I just really lift up my wife to say, you know what, I'm signing us up for this retreat. Or, hey, we're going we're gonna to read this book. And that intentionality has borne fruit in our marriage. Now, is it this idealism of we get 15 hours and like, well, it's not right now. But we're giving the Lord what we can in this moment, in that reality. And it's, it's, it's been a great blessing. So I, my wife teaches me a lot and I, I need to continue to grow because she's an amazing holy woman. So. Yeah, and I really appreciate that, Ben. Like, like, friends, there's different seasons in our life, all right? And there's seasons of struggle and there's seasons of joy. There's seasons where things feel mundane, all right? We all have these different seasons and some seasons last a week. Some seasons can last 10 years but remember, whatever season you're in right now, whether there's, there's joy and there's gladness or whether there's suffering and pain, that, that we know all things work together for good for those who love him. Whatever season you're in right now, and, and Ben, as you're talking about that, uh, you know, that beauty of, of, of you working together with Tisha and those sort of things, but I also know you and Tisha often talk about like, you want to make sure not to romanticize like that everything is, like sometimes there can be bloggers out there, things that where it seems like, Oh, we all sit down and have dinner together and it's quiet and we all pray and kids bow and they all go to bed nicely. And sometimes like moms and dads can get really discouraged and think, oh, I wish I could be that like a blogger that makes it all look so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's not always so beautiful. All right. Like it's, it's a pain. Yeah. It's exhausting. Um, and so we don't want to romanticize things where like we need the quiet because things are so chaotic yeah. and painful and exhausting and you're worn out and you're frustrated and there's arguments and all these sort of things. Like, can you speak to those people out there that might be feeling that right now? To those people, I would say this, <laughs> this is why I love being Catholic, yeah. right? Like we can, one of the most amazing, glorious things in our faith is the resurrection. And I love the reality that our Lord conquered death. But as Catholics, we also realize any uh, Catholic home that has a crucifix that Jesus carried a cross and he was scourged and he had nails in his hands and his feet. And all of that revealed his love and led to the resurrection. 
And it could be a challenge. And honestly, like we all know this, like you go on any social media or blogs and naturally in our human condition, like we want to show everyone like all the beautiful, perfect sides of us. But what it does is when we go on and look at it, we think, gosh, everyone else has it together except for me. Where I appreciate some bloggers that are a little bit more real about we are striving for holiness. We are striving to live the teachings of the church, but it's really hard. And to them, I would say, I love being Catholic because when I see Jesus carrying the cross, I realize that my own crosses are heavy, but I can rejoice in hope that the resurrection is to come. And that when I look at a crucifix and realize the depths of our Lord's love to say I love you so much that I'm willing to give my life for you, that motivates me in my brokenness and that I am not a perfect man. But I realize now what love is and I say that's what I'm striving for. I'm striving to turn away from this selfish kind of focus in on myself to trying to live a life with a posture of openness and sacrifice, which is what we've been talking about all day today. So I just appreciate being Catholic in that we have the cross and that leads to the resurrection. Yeah, you know, and, I, I, and that's what we have to keep our eyes on is the Lord, okay, and not compare ourselves to everyone else around us. You know, the, the, the evil one is the great divider, you know, and I preached about this a couple of weeks ago. He wants to divide us. He wants to create chaos. He wants to divide marriages. He wants to divide kids from their parents and, and, and all these things. He wants to divide and I, I often find, um, as a priest that hears confessions, so often people are constantly comparing themselves to other people. And then they're creating an unrealistic ideal for themselves. Like, I need to be this type of mom or this type of wife, or I need to be this type of priest. And I'm romanticizing the goodness of other people, and I'm downplaying my own goodness. And, and it's such a dangerous thing. Friends, be careful not to compare yourselves to other people. All right, it's good to see people and if they inspire you to holiness, this is a good thing. That's the act of God. All right, if you see people and it inspires you. But if you see things and then it makes you just feel like you're not good enough, you have to hear that voice as the voice of the evil one and fight against that voice. You know, I remember in seminary, we take tests, you know, and you got these exams and after every exam, all the guys would be talking about what they, what they got on their test. And I'd always be like, God, I wish I was as smart as that guy. And then I'd go back to my room and I'd beat myself up. And then sometimes I'd have vocation crisis and think, maybe I'm not called to be a priest because I'm not as smart as that guy. And I think moms and dads often feel like that or, or p- even priests. They're like, I'm not as smart or I'm not as good looking or I'm not as, as, as peaceful as that mom or my marriage isn't as good as those people. And when we compare ourselves to other people, that is the work of the evil one. All right, we, what we need to see is the Lord Jesus and how he's calling us to live and be like him. And, and we got to be careful not to compare ourselves because I think that's the work of the, the, I know it's the work of the evil one in that. So friends, if you're comparing yourself to other people, be careful. If they inspire you, wonderful. But if it causes you to look at your own failures and weaknesses, run away from that attitude. All right, because that will lead you to a real place of despair. Yeah, and I, uh, I think too, as you're saying that, like we're, I almost sit, I look at you as like a priest, like you almost get a little bit more sense in the reality that you're able to be a conduit of mercy in the sacrament of confession for people. Oftentimes, and this happens when you talk to a lot of married couples where I I really think what you just said resonates. That you look around and maybe you see these other faithful Catholic couples or whatever it is and you kind of compare yourself like, gosh, I'm just not as together as them. But I think sometimes like, we just don't know what's going on in people's hearts. Right. And I think our priests 
are so blessed through the sacrament of confession to bring that sense of, of healing and hope to people. But you are able to see that no one's been dealt the perfect deck, deck in life, right? Amen. Like, I think if we truly were to know that, like, everyone has challenges in different ways, and we just don't see that. We try to see all the, oh, everyone's right. put together, but there is a lot of brokenness out there. Yeah, in some ways, the confessional is opposite of the social media world that you were talking about. Like, in Facebook, everybody's showing their best self. And in the confessional, you see the brokenness of humanity. But that's the beauty of who we are, is that we see our weakness, and the Lord redeems all of that. All right? And so, friends out there, you don't always have to put your best self out there. You can share your struggles and your challenges and say that the Lord is in the midst of that. And so, help other people know that you can persevere through your challenges and struggles with the Lord Jesus. All right? And so, friends, wherever you're at right now, don't compare yourself to your neighbor who seems like they have it all together. I'm telling you as a priest, they are a mess too. All right? You are not alone. All right? We don't have to fool everybody. All right? We're all called to be saints, but every saint has a story of depression and brokenness and sadness. But what did they do? They did not give up. They kept persevering in their vocation. They kept being challenged. They kept rising to the occasion. And so friends, rise up in your, your challenges, but stay in the mercy of God. And stay in his grace, not in the world and the comparisons of who's this and who's that. It's a dangerous place to go. So if I struggle with this, how do I conquer it? Like I'm really comparing myself, like what practical steps can I take to... Friends, you have to pray and you have to have somebody that you can share your struggles with. Because if you're carrying your struggles all alone, you're in trouble. You've got to have another brother or sister or friend to kind of be with you through all that. So uh, my friends, God is good. All right, bring everything to him. Find time to be still with the Lord and let him speak to your heart. Um, ben, just before we close up, we got like 20 seconds. All right. My little niece out there, Zoe, all right, it's her birthday today. And I think they're listening over in Hibbing. So I just, Zoe, if you're out there and you're listening, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I thank God for the gift of your life. And make sure you give your mom and dad a big old hug and thank them for the gift of your life. And I just want to wish you a very, very happy birthday, Zoe. Um, it's great that you're listening and I'm praying for you. I think Zoe must be like seven or eight years old. So God bless you, Zoe. Happy birthday. All right. Happy birthday, Zoe. So stay tuned to Real Presence Live. There's more great segments coming up right after this.